welcome to Connected, episode 242. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, FreshBooks, Moo, and Eero. I'm your host, Stephen Hackett, and I am joined, because it is an even episode, he is going first, Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello, Stephen Hackett. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing well. We're back. We are talking before we hit record. May is a weird time in our world, because... WDC is like coming, it's on the horizon, looming, but May is like sometimes it's quiet, sometimes it's busy, and at least this week, it's very busy, so uh, I'm excited to get into this. May is sort of like a fake summer month, like Mm. you can tell that it's almost summer, but it's not, but it's warmer than spring, at least in Italy, so it's like fake summer, I don't like it, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's a countdown to summer. And uh, it it just makes me anxious for the actual for the true summer to arrive. Sure. The days yeah. count down. The temperature ticks up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. We are also joined by Mike Hurley. Take your time. Oh yeah, the other guy. I'll just sit here and wait. You guys sit and talk about the weather for a minute. Solid. I think minute. it would be fun. One episode. Well, I'm ruining it now. But like, if I just didn't introduce one of y'all, and like in the second topic, you jumped in. <laughs> Like, Federico, what do you think about this? <laughs> Maybe that's a trick for the live show. <laughs> just, just, just come out. Sit in silence on the stage, waiting, just um, waiting. Or, or maybe under the table, and then you just pop up. Or we shoot you out of a cannon, and you appear in the second topic. Sure, why not? I feel maybe, like we have insurance for that. Maybe I'll, that's my surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I need to call the theater. Can y'all give me a minute? <laughs> we spoke about the end of Aperture... And mm-hmm. Mike, you wanted to hear from people who were yep. still using Aperture, and yep. you have a page and a half in the Google Doc to now enter into the record. Yep, I made a promise. I asked listeners to write in if they're still using Aperture, and if they did, I would mention them. So they did, and so here they are. This is mm-hmm. like a, a complete roll call of the rest of Aperture's user base. Uh, we have Matthew Carbone, who is a pro photographer who's kept an Aperture library until last week uh, and has now moved over. Ben Cardi is using Aperture um, does, because doesn't want to have everything in his iCloud photo library and doesn't want a subscription product. Ben um, Cardi also, he should have used Cardi B, honestly, as he a should. name. He should. Why, why Ben? You had you wanna, such a good do you opportunity. Try, do you want to try and say it? I, I was about to try and say it, but I can't roll my R's and I'm too embarrassed. Okay. To do. Mm-hmm. You don't know Cardi B's catchphrase? Oh, I'm the coolest. Don't worry, everyone. I'm the coolest. Yes. Okay. Well, I know the Kuhn. songs. I just don't know the catchphrase. No, she has catch- a specific catchphrase. So now I am the coolest of all of us. Uh, Martin Kuhn is a current user of Aperture and is saddened by the slow decline of the app. I mean, it's dead now, Martin. Oh, that's decline. so sad. <laughs> I really like this version. <laughs> version 1 was terrible. Version 2 was quite tolerable. Version 3 was true joy. Uh, I've never heard of this app, but Martin is moving to an app called Lunina by Skylum Software. I don't know this application. Hmm. Steph has been using Aperture for over 10 years with thousands of e-commerce product photos. And what, and the reason that Steph uses uh, Aperture is to keep them out of the photo library, um, which I get that, right? Like if it's like a separate place, that's the problem with moving to something like photos is if you're a professional, like... That is not an option because then you end up with just all this crap in your iCloud photo library, right? Like it's just stuff that you don't want. Or you can set up multiple photos libraries. You can pull the option key when it launches and create or choose a different library. But that gets – 
I'd imagine the overhead on that, like the mental overhead is mm-hmm. pretty bad. It's like, oh no, what library am I in? And moving things back and forth between them would be a pain. So uh, yeah, it's not, I hadn't really considered this use of Aperture and like a bunch of these people mentioned it, that they're using it to like hide photos from iCloud. It's pretty interesting. Uh, after receiving this tweet, I decided I want to change my name. Uh, this tweet comes from Tristan Wedgbury, which is just, what a name, right? Tristan like a, Wedgbury? Uh, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Tristan is now looking at a thing called On One Photo as a replacement. Um, I've never heard of this application. One of the reasons that I included these tweets is because there are these applications I've never heard of before, and I thought maybe it would be helpful for people. Uh, Sam Rubin says, I still use Aperture. I hate it, but I pay pay for it once, so my brain won't let me stop using it until it breaks. So really, Apple has, has freed Sam from the shackles of his own brain, which I guess is a good thing. Uh, and and Jordan, good. Uh, Jordan's dad uses Aperture, um, so he, but he wrote in to let us know that again. Similarly, why didn't the dad write in? I don't know, Jordan. You need to get your dad to listen to Connected. I guess you especially can now because he has been explicitly mentioned. Uh, I don't have Jordan's dad's name. Jordan's uh, dad. Well, I mean, what what is this follow up for your parents? Like. It doesn't make any sense. No, this Jordan, is, this is need... kids' follow-ups. When Steven yeah. does follow-up, it's follow-up for your parents. Mm. Well, it's... we need to get Jordan's dad on the mm. show uh, properly. <laughs> so... might... I think we might be going a little bit too <laughs> maybe, far there. Maybe, Jer- maybe Jordan's dad promise. is my surprise. Who knows? Now, that would be almost like impressive, uh, prestige <laughs> level. Creepy. There, creepy. I think. <laughs> Uh, considering <laughs> considering we're still in my section of follow-up, I want to talk about the Galaxy Fold again. Oh, are we still doing this? <laughs> Mike, you need to let it go, honestly. There's, no, no, no. You know why I won't let it go? Because Samsung won't let it go either. Uh, oh they God. have released... Uh, they contacted all of the pre-order customers. Remember I mentioned this, that they were going to contact pre-order customers? The reason they're doing this, by the way, is because there's some like US regulation where they have to. Like They can't just leave these people just like out there. Um Basically, they've said they cannot give any estimate on when it's going to ship, and they are giving these customers until May 31st to confirm if they want to keep their pre-orders, otherwise they'll refund them. I would also like to know from anybody who is going to keep their pre-order, if there is anyone out there in our audience that has pre-ordered a Galaxy Fold and is going to keep that pre-order, I want to give you like a medal, right? Because like your belief in Samsung... That's kind of a belief that I want in my life, but I'm still holding out hope because my my feelings remain that Samsung they do it they will do everything they can to ship this product no matter what happens. But okay. this has become your air power, Mike. A hundred percent, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That that is true. I have a question though about the metal. What if one of your parents ordered? A Galaxy Fold. I can't no, let it go. It has to be you, and and I and I will get give you, you a medal that can fold in half, and will immediately break. <laughs> it's made of plastic. It will, it will fold once, and then it will immediately break, like all medals. Okay, so do you think this is ever actually happening? Yep. Like this. Yep. I still really? believe it. You still believe at some point, <laughs> right? It's going to happen at some point. But uh, but what I'm asking is, do you think this phone in like the next six months? <sighs> There will be a phone called the Galaxy... I believe there will be a phone called the Galaxy Fold that releases in 2019. It might look a little bit different. It has to look a little bit different to this, but that you will be able to point at it and be like, that was that phone. That's what I believe. Mm. I just don't know. I I can't make up my mind. I just... I don't know. 
I just don't know. It's just going to have a little like piece of rubber that goes over it. Although just ship it with a case and like, please don't take it out of the case. <laughs> or like something, right? Like just whatever. <laughs> but they'll find a way. Love finds mm. a way. The Powerbeats Pro are out. People are reviewing them. People seem happy with them. So I know 9to5 has spent some time with them. Uh, Renee Ritchie had a video about them, I think, yesterday or today. And it seems like uh, it's pretty much what we expected. They're kind of bigger and bulkier than AirPods, but you get really good battery life. And I think the thing that I've been most surprised with or most impressed with is people seem to really Mm -hmm. like the way they sound. And uh, you know, I think I I probably come to beats with the idea or like the the memory that the audio was really bad in the early days, like just bass heavy and not accurate. And it seems like I don't know if that's still true, but it seems like these at least, when compared to the AirPods, uh, are getting favorable reviews. And uh, I think that's exciting. I think it's cool to have options using this. One technology. of my favorite things that I've read about this uh, came from Zach Hall at Nine to Five Mac, who did their kind of like hands-on impressions. And he's talking about how he thinks that they sound better than AirPods. And he says, it's kind of like uh, when AirPods, when you press each earphone into your ears with their, with your finger, it sounds like that, except mm. you don't have mm-hmm. to press them in, which is a really good way to test if you're going to like the sound, right? Because, you know, if, if you push, they sound yeah. better, right? Because the isolation's better. Yeah, they so seal. that's yep. what these are like. And, and, the Air, and the Powerbeats Pro come with... I think three or four different size tips. So you can actually get a good Mm -hmm. fit in your ear. Like for me, the AirPods fit. Okay. They could fit better, but they don't fall out. But anytime you can seal more of the air off on the outside, they are going to sound better and more full. And this is a way to do that, you know, without having to hot glue them. So they don't have wireless charging. I don't know if that was something we knew or not. I don't remember, Uh, but they don't. I think we did. Yeah. Um, uh, but they get nine hours of battery life between charges and the AirPods get five and it's just because they're bigger, right? You could put a bigger battery in it, but so that is convenient. The case looks massive though, like way mm-hmm. too big for a pocket. Yeah, it's big. I think, I think it is too big for, for a pocket. And I mean the, the Powerbeats Pro are bigger cause they have like the mm-hmm. ear loop. What does that thing have a name? <sighs> Let's ear just loop? call it an ear loop. I think it's called the ear Let's call hook. it an ear loop. Maybe. Ear hook. Yeah, I'll go with that too. That sounds like I don't want a hook in Would my ear. Would you want a loop in your ear? What, why is a loop better than a Well, a loop over the ear is better than a hook through the ear, as as Ben Franklin said. It's it's not a hook through the ear. They're not piercing your ears. No one said that. You could put it it's over the ear. <laughs> you you said through. Hmm. You said through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That they're called ear hooks. Adjustable there secure fit ear, ear hooks. For lightweight comfort and stability. And the Apple's website, it doesn't say anything about going in. Just Were you thinking of Captain Hook? A little bit, to be honest. <laughs> Captain Ear Hooks. <laughs> What's Gosh. that like? <laughs> I don't know, man. That would be like a super strange hand. This is like an AirPod. <laughs> oh, no. Not like a power beat on the end of his wrist. <laughs> no, it's just a human ear on the end of his finger. Oh, God. Oh, That's, God that doesn't make why? any sense. That doesn't make any sense. That's not how Captain Hook works. Okay, can we talk about controls? Let's let's bring this back on track. So No, the, we should talk about how they're not available in Italy. They're not I'm available in the UK either. I think it's um, US only right now. Is it US only? Waiting. Yes. I was waiting because 9to5Mac said... They were going to be available for pre-order Friday, I think. But 
maybe I didn't read it. Maybe they didn't mention it. But I was waiting Friday. I haven't been able to find any information about this, Federico. I've been looking. Yeah. Um, I, I've been, I was reading all the articles. No one's saying it's in the US only, but it seems like you cannot order it. Like mm. So the black is all that's available now anywhere, and the other colors are coming soon. But outside of the US, like it's in the Apple Store app, but it just won't let me add it to the bag. Huh. And then it says delivery yeah, it coming soon. Yeah, just says soon. coming soon. Yeah. And like, so in the United States, uh, the three colors say the same thing, coming soon. But the black don't ship until the middle of June. So well, they're either I think not... you might have just missed the window. Though, maybe. Right? It may be that people are going crazy or yeah. they're, they're not many of them or whatever. But it, there, it's not. this is not a product you can just walk into an Apple store and buy right now, is what we're saying anywhere. Uh, this is going to be a Federico Vitici Apple Store purchase in San Jose, I think. Absolutely, hundred uh, percent. I think yeah. I think I that's mean, happening. I, I need to I need to surprise Sylvia with them. So she does. I'm I'm sure she doesn't listen to the show. So you she, the does, surprise she can be just kept. doesn't care about my podcasts. No, so. isn't it's kind of sad sometimes, right? That that feeling. Of your family <laughs> not caring about your job? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, so Adina listens to a few of my shows. But Which like, ones? I have, uh, she listens to Analog and Cortex, I think. Mm. I think that's it. Oh, and on Genius. Just so on Genius, too. Yes, I got one. Um, sorry, Federico. She's completely uninterested in anything that we do together. Yeah. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's good because it means we can keep our relationship secret. Uh, so I have friends of mine who tell me that their parents listen to their shows, right? Yeah, Jordan's dad is listening right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think to myself, like, my mom has never shown any, literally any interest. Like, she, she loves, <laughs> she's very excited. She always wants to know what I'm doing, but she's never once, yeah. ex- like, said to me, I would like to listen to that. Yeah. N- never. Yeah. It's never come up. Yeah, I mentioned my mom before. She tries to use Google Translate to read my stories. And she always asks uh, what I'm doing. Like, whenever I say I'm busy, she always asks, did something happen? Like, nothing happened. I'm just <laughs> working. <laughs> That's, I don't well, she know. knows but what yeah. you're like. You know, at any moment you could say, oh, my arm fell off or something. Because that's <laughs> just how you are to your poor, 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 poor mother. Yeah. Well, she did, my mom did tell me the other day. She just she sent me a text message and she's like, "Oh, nice new picture." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "Your Twitter avatar." And I was like, "Oh no, what oh. is happening now?" She you, following you. you? My mom there? follows me. My mom follows me. Does uh, she? I, I my mom doesn't she, have a Twitter fo- account. Uh, so but. I got a little upset when she started following me because then I realized, you know, people are gonna follow you back because they're gonna realize, you know, people are can be creepy. Uh, so she, I think she stopped following me, but she mm. still gets notifications from Don't Twitter you get via email. By your own mother? Yeah, I told oh, her to. What's worse? I mean, I told her. I told her to unfollow okay. me, I, but I she can... still receives highlights from Twitter yeah. via email. Oh. And so, yeah, it's it's like she gets like Federico Vitici tweeted and like it's some stupid screenshot from some shortcut right. that I did. Right. It's I just think... like what is that? What is that photo that you shared? Oh, it's God. like yeah. it's not a photo, like mom. I can't explain it to you. Well, I think my mom just just types my name into Google. I think that's yep. what happens, and then just like because she'll tell me things every now and then, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, why For... do you know about this? For a while, my mom just had twitter.com slash ismh bookmarked in Firefox. Ooh, she didn't have a Twitter that's... account. She just went to my Twitter page. 
Yeah. <laughs> if you Google Mike Hurley, I can imagine your mom saying, ah, so you're the co-founder of Lila FM and that British guy you keep hearing on podcasts. Oh God, that <laughs> you say that. Oh, that's right there. It's on my the Relay, Relay website? Is that what it's... <laughs> okay. Oh so they're not in Italy. They're only here no. and they're not really here. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to talk about the controls. So the AirPods, right, you just talk to them now or you tap them and some sort of SOS code and things happen. But the PowerBeats Pro are basically covered in buttons. There's volume buttons. The uh, the big B button on the side does something. There's a button. It's like basically a keyboard attached to your face. And uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I can, on one hand, if, if I think about these are, you know, I guess designed or it's supposed to be used while you're working out and you, maybe your hands are sweaty. You, know, you could just like hit a button and not have to worry about like anything touch sensitive or, or tapping. The, you wouldn't be hitting a button, right? You would have to like, so you couldn't, I bet you can't just tap it. You'd have to like support it with your thumb underneath you and then press, press it, it, right? Yep. Or just smash it yep. into your ear. I mean, that's what your head's there you, for. I guess what the ear hook, it's what the ear hook's for, right? It won't come yeah. out. Yeah, that's what the ear hook's for. Yeah, it's right through there. It goes right this, in. That's why you put it in. Is this really better than the AirPods, though? I don't I, know. It's definitely just uh, different. No, yeah. it's different. I think it's... it's uh, Like, the AirPods being touch-sensitive is good, but you have to do the thing where you hit yourself on the side of the head, which I don't enjoy. Well, is it really hitting yourself? In the, like, that's a bit of an exaggeration. If, no, but it's, it's I like don't you're, like, you're I don't like the feeling of tapping the thing into my ear. I just don't like the way it feels. It mm. feels like brutal like in a way that like a medical examination it's just like i don't feel like i should have to personally feel when i'm interacting with my technology like i don't want my body to have to feel another feeling other than just my finger tapping a well, thing you you obviously don't wear an apple watch anymore so that's obvious. well no but yeah. that's a pleasant thing right it's like okay. imagine if imagine if uh you're holding your phone and every time you tap something on your phone your phone kind of poked you Right, in the other hand. <laughs> right? No one would want that. Like, that's not what you want. And the that's kind of what the AirPods are like. You. You're no, but it's them. like you feel the, the, the force, right, of the tap. Because I feel like if I ever tap it to the level of that I want, it never does anything. So you have to, like, you have to okay. give it a thunk. It's unpleasant. Like it. It's unpleasant. Yes, it's unpleasant. Okay. okay. But it's still better than, though, like, supporting the... the, the that's it, right? Like, it's like, the yeah, thing. the physical buttons is good, but... But then it's not as convenient, hmm. or as like as it's it's le- it's a more like it's a thing you have to spend more mental energy doing. Yeah, mm, and right? I guess Rather than because reaching out. you can get it wrong because you have multiple buttons that are tiny. I guess maybe that that requires more attention too. Mm-hmm. Although with the tapping on the AirPods, I have them set up to do the same thing because I can never remember what I'd set on the right one. And what I had said on the left That's, one. You can't set them. I know I know everyone's gonna write in and tell us how perfect and one hundred percent hit rate that they have with this, but I don't. You can't set them as different things because that's too much. I also very regularly only use one. Oh, okay. Well then that's a bigger problem. This is gonna mm-hmm. make me sound old, but all of these controls are never gonna beat the inline controls on the wired headphones. It's never gonna be better. You're than not that. wrong. That was an right. ingenious solution. The way that that thing was shaped, right, when they put the like the divot in the middle of it, right, like I, you're never you're never gonna beat that. I have never ever used those. What? I what? Never How? figured out what they did. I could never uh, remember what the. Yeah, I, I swear, I never I believe you. Ever used those controls? 
I just couldn't. I never got it right. Like I was constantly fiddling with the little plastic thing, and huh. I could never tell. Like I would just take the the earbuds off because it was easier. But then you never pause anything. I was never pausing, man. Never. He's not a pauser. Stop. Stop. The world can stop. I ain't stopping. I can one up the inline wired remote with the all time best remote. No, I don't for, like it. I know what you're going to say. I for don't like it. playback, uh, I'm putting it in the chat room now. Is this an uh, iPod the hi fi? What is this? No, no, the iPod uh, wired remote. Oh, no, I knew you were going to say this. I have one of these. I didn't like this thing because you had to cl- physically clip it to yourself. Wh- what is this? What is this? It went in the top of the iPod with the iPod accessory port. So like the... Hey, this isn't the legit one, is it? Third and fourth gen. Yes, yeah, this, this is it. Third and fourth okay. gen. The, I mean, the description of this is totally wrong, but it went to the third and fourth gen iPod. So I used one of these. I had my iPod in my car and I, I ran this right behind the gear shift so I could just like reach down and skip a track very easily without looking. Uh, and then the headphone jack went into the, the stereo. It was great. This was peak music oh. control. Yeah, I didn't like it because you had to clip this onto yourself. So you you had so many, you had just so much cable, like just so much cable. Yeah, it's like a mile long. <laughs> There's a lot of cable. Th- these this shipped with a shorter headphone cable, right? Uh, maybe I don't. I think I'm not sure. Did. Anyways, that was peak iPod control, in my opinion. Um, before we w- we move on, I have some secret unannounced follow-up oh, that I no. saved as a surprise for you two. Well, no, you both know what I'm about to say. It's just it's not in the document. Um, I gave it a honest try for three months, maybe more. Oh, God. I'm yeah. done with Evernote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Are we just playing the hits at this point? Is that what this podcast has become? Are we just like, <laughs> we just play the hits now? We're like, ever know, ah, oh, and then soon photo sharing's going to get killed again. Like, what are we doing? Uh, look, I, I'm on the record as I'm going to rediscover, I'm going to give Evernote another chance. I'm going to try it again. I wrote it on Clap Mac Stories and I believed in that experiment so much, I put it on Mac Stories for free for everybody. And I said, I'm going to try for a few months. I'm going to move all of my notes into Evernote and I'm going to see how it goes. There's a lot of potential here. The company CEO promised that we're going to be faster with updates in January. So it's May and uh, it's just driving me crazy in the sense that when I open the app on my iPhone or my iPad Pro, it always hangs and just it's inres- unresponsive. Like, it does not receive touch input. Well, because it's one of those uh, applications that you know everything is a web view. Yes. Right. So if it's been a while since the last time that I used Evernote, like, um, I don't know, like an hour ago, and then I reopen Evernote, it's, it doesn't do anything. It just stops responding to anything. I need to force quit the app mm. and reopen the app. But when I mm-hmm. reopen the app, it still shows me the previous view and then it like crashes. Mm-hmm. Like it f- manages to empty the cache or whatever and then I can use it. And that like, I've so many occasions I wanted to save a quick thought and it just didn't work. Like I was wasting minutes trying to to select like a note from a list and, and scroll back. Like it was terrible. And so... um I continue to believe that there's a lot of 
good stuff that Evernote is doing. But a couple of things. First of all, I cannot accept this kind of performance problem on, on a note-taking app that I'm going to be using every day, and especially at WWDC. Like, I'm going to be taking notes at WWDC, and I cannot accept these kind of issues. And second, um, I, I just don't believe at this point that they're going to be faster with updates and bug fixes. It's just not the case. I feel like if you have, you know, a, a team as large as Evernote, uh, it shouldn't take you five months to start fixing the, you know, the, the simplest of all the problems that you have in your app. So uh, it didn't work out. Um, now, I... I just need to find time to move back these, uh, let's let's see how many they are, it must be a few hundred notes that I moved into Evernote back to, I guess, just Apple Notes again. Um, yes. Let's see, how many? 417 oh, notes. Oh no! <laughs> so... <laughs> um, There's your so weekend. It's, go- it's gone. It's going to be fun, it's going to be fun, but yeah, it's... Um, Wait, how are you going to do that? Oh, I have no idea, man. Manually? So no, there's fun. a there's a tool on the Mac. Let's see if I can find it while I talk. That will export Evernote notes to where you can import them into the Mac. Yeah, this. I think uh, I think I'm familiar with that. Um, I thought about do I wanna do I wanna move from oh, Evernote no, to notes can just import directly from uh, ENEX oh. file. Perfect. So I'm going to use that. You probably uh, are going to have to manually go through every single note, but this will at least be easier than, mm-hmm. than you know. Yeah. I, I thought about, do I want to uh, use Skip It instead of Evernote before no, you I don't, move, you don't I move to, do to Apple Notes? But you don't. my, my don't thought do process was, we've already seen that the Shortcuts team has managed to add some like a first wave of Apple Notes integrations. Um, and I think, you know, coming into iOS 13 uh, and the beta that I'm going to put on my devices, it's going to be good for me to use Apple Notes again anyway, because I bet there's going to be some changes there, either in the app itself or in the shortcuts integration. So uh, Apple Notes doesn't do everything that I would like it to do, like there's plenty of good stuff that Evernote is doing, like saved searches and that kind of stuff. But um, even those advanced features are not like are not as important as having basic performance and having a note-taking app that when you open it, it actually lets you tap around the interface. You know, like pretty basic uh, things for for a mobile application. I think being able to actually use it. So um, yeah. I, I gave it a try, man. Like, honestly, a yeah. um, couple of months, three months, uh, but I've seen what I needed to see, and my verdict <laughs> is thumbs down. Um, see, okay. this was, I, I was always concerned about what you were doing, right? Like, moving everything, because that's mm-hmm. not what I do. And, and it's, mm-hmm. Evernote is perfectly fine for my use case, mm-hmm. which is an application for mixed media for a specific project. Like, it's, so I, I use it so infrequently that it doesn't that I don't get as frustrated by its foibles because I don't use it every day. I maybe use it once every week or two weeks. Yeah, but you like you have multiple note taking apps and you use uh, I only use even notes multiple, and Evernote. But those are two apps and you also have two like you have both Todoist, I think, and Do, for example. And are, I use things and clear <laughs> I and, mean 
I have a, like a like a monogamous relationship with my apps. Like I'm a man of passion, and I give it I give it all to one app at a time. I just have a lot of love to give. I, yeah, good for you. One app cannot manage the amount of love. I- <laughs> you are a you are a polyaporous Mike uh, person, oh. and I I just I cannot fathom the idea of having like two note taking apps and three task managers. Like it's one, only one, and it has to be a good one. So. Um, oh, I'm dead. That's what? It. What? You didn't I'm like quit. my description of of? I've quit. <laughs> it's That's gone. It. I'm done. Okay. Well. Okay. Stephen, please, you have the ability to take us to a break at any point. I think it's time. I think it's time <laughs> that I tell you about our friends over at FreshBooks. If you're a freelancer and you're not driving a car. Just close your eyes for a second and think, what would it be like to get 192 hours back? Well, FreshBooks can help you do that with their simple cloud accounting software. By simplifying tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online, FreshBooks has drastically reduced the time it takes for over 10 million people to deal with their paperwork. And FreshBooks works for you. So something like late payments. A bunch of people have been in the situation where a client hasn't paid and you email them and say, oh, I'm going to pay it next week. And then next week comes and goes. And then you have to go by their office and then you have to send a carrier pigeon and on and on. Well, FreshBooks can automate late payment email reminders so you can spend less time chasing those clients and their payments and more time getting the work done. And when you email a client an invoice, FreshBooks can show you whether or not they've seen it, which puts an end to the guessing game. If you're listening to this and not using FreshBooks yet, now is the time to try it. Here at RelayFM, we're getting ready to create Invoice 2000 in FreshBooks. And for people who don't you remember... take that from me, by the way. If you take that invoice from me, I will never speak to you again. For Just people who don't remember, I created FreshBooks Invoice 1000 at RelayFM. Do, do you want to tell people how you did it? He printed the invoice and mailed it to me. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you did do that, didn't you? You know, sometimes in victory, you just get carried away. Uh, so go try FreshBooks. They are offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for listeners of this show. There's no credit card required to try that out. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com connected and use the code connected in the how did you hear about us section. I'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support of this show and Relay FM. Last week, we took place in the Federico Vitici Memorial Challenge. <laughs> Memorial? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? No, it's a, I'm not. It's I'm not dead. We, but it's, it's so we can remember you. I, I remember you every day when you open the stupid Twitter app on your iPhone. Is, is this what you're gonna remember me by? By forcing you to use the Twitter app? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if something happened to you today, God forbid, that would be fresh in my mind. Just well, a memorial um, is an object which serves as a focus for the memory of something. That's who, it. who are you, Tim Cook? Uh, opening your talk with the dictionary definition? Mm-hmm. Amateur hour. <laughs> okay, so last week, Federico, you uh, were talking about the official Twitter app, and for some reason, Mike and I said that we would use it for a week. And I, I don't know about you, Mike, but I held to this. I did use Tweetbot on the Tweetbot on the Mac for a couple of things for work, but on my phone. And on my iPad, oh, God, the iPad app, I was using the official Twitter app. Uh, Mike, I want to know how it went for you. I'm conflicted about okay. this. I, I did stick with it. Um, I was similar to you. Like, if you look at my tweets, there will all be Twitter for something. Uh, 
unless I had to like use an account, another account, right, on my Mac or whatever. So like I tweet about show stuff, then I would use Tweetbot because we'll get to that. Oh, I signed in uh, on Twitter on my iPhone to all of my accounts. It was no, I have them on my iPhone, but like. If I'm tweeting, like, show publishing stuff, I'm sitting at the Mac when I'm doing it. I don't want to get sure. to my iPhone to do that. Me too. Going backwards through the timeline feels really old school. It's a very old school feeling. Um, mm. It's it's made worse by the fact that Twitter's load more tweets button is really easy to miss, which is kind of hilarious because isn't that what they want me to do? I feel like they should make more of a make that more visual like stand out watch more visually you know like mm. i'm like seeing i'm like i feel like i you know i'm scrolling through for not very long I'm like i've seen all this already because it's throwing me back to yesterday's stuff or whatever right and I, I find that kind of strange or that it doesn't just load automatically i don't know why it doesn't load automatically twitter wants me to be there right they want more impressions that that's peculiar to me like when i get there i don't know why it doesn't just load it all but such is life um i'm finding that I am much more likely to just stop. Like, I have a desire going backwards where I'm like, ah, I've seen enough now. Where mm-hmm. if I was going the other way, I would be less likely to do that, I think. Um, and I think it's because Twitter is way less enjoyable this way to read backwards. Like, even though, again, like the Twitter app does a pretty decent job of making things makes sense chronologically if somebody's using threading and stuff, right? Like, they do a good job with that. Uh, but there's just something about it where it's like, this isn't as engaging to me. I I am 100% reading fewer tweets in the Twitter app than I was in Tweetbot. I do not... I have yet to make a decision as to whether that is good or not. I think it might be, but I don't know that. Like, I I don't feel like I've missed anything I needed to see. Um, Because part of my kind of show preparation is to make sure that I go to a few websites or whatever beforehand just to, like, double-check that I've got everything that I want. And, you know, if there's any news which is big enough, it will always bubble up a bunch. Uh, So I feel like I'm... I, I'm I'm pro- I am missing some stuff, but I feel like what I am missing is maybe not that important. I don't know. Like maybe I, if I want to keep doing this, maybe I want to like use RSS a little bit more. You have a very 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 limited list of stuff, right? Just so I can have a place to easily go and check what I need to check, right? During my preparation for a show, and maybe that's something that I'll do. Um, it, does Nuzzle still exist? It does. It Do does, either yeah. of you use any services like that? No. Okay. Because again, no. that might be a no. good, like, just a good thing because uh, it it will allow. It's like a safety net. Yeah, it's like the easy surfacing of what people's talk, what people are talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I really would love it if Twitter could just do this on their own. I don't know why they don't. Like, I will say, like, when you go to their search tab and they've got like a for you, right? There is a lot of stuff in there that that is clearly for me, right? Like it is technology-related things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I should be able to go to somewhere in Twitter's app and see a list of what everyone that I follow is talking about. Like I don't understand why they don't have this feature. It feels like they should definitely have this feature, but they don't seem to have it. So, um, 
I really miss Tweetbot's mute system a lot. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the timed based stuff, uh, and how easy that is to get to. So you can time based mute a word, but it's super clunky to do that. You have to you can't even mute a hashtag easily. You have to like uh, yes, you can mute a hashtag. So I thought initially that you couldn't, but you have to like hold down on it, and then they put it in the popover with copy and paste. It's like you scroll over on that thing and there's a mute button. Like, why is it there? That's stupid. But all right, I'm pleased that, that, that I know about that now. Um, but like time-based account muting is a big one for me because I'm a man of varied interests, right? So like I have some of my friends that are also interested in like wrestling events, right? I, if I don't want spoilers, I just want to mute them for a day. But I can't do that in the Twitter app. Right, like it's not possible to do that. It's just like uh, they're gone forever, and I know that if I I would just end up muting people forever without <laughs> meaning to, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not what I want to do. Uh, keyboard shortcuts in the iPad app are bad. Their scrolling shortcut is bad. Um, it's like scrolls the most minimal amount when you hit the space bar. It's like this is pointless, and the up and down arrows move way too slowly. Oh no, the the sorry, the keyboard shortcut on the. Uh, the space bar it goes in the opposite direction to what I want most of the time. Twitter on the Mac is a real scene. Oh boy, like it's not good, right? If you want to try and use any of Twitter's products on the Mac, like you're in for a real, just a real mess because you use the website, which is whatever. They they don't have an official app. TweetDeck is a nightmare. Um, I cannot make TweetDeck stop refreshing <laughs> and sticking to the top, like. They have a checkbox, which seems to indicate what I want to do, but it doesn't do it, and I don't understand why. So, like, the checkbox says, or, like, a toggle is, like, stream tweets. If you turn it off, but it still keeps happening. So I don't (laughs) really know... (laughs) I don't really know what the checkbox does. Maybe that is, like, a metaphor for Twitter in general. Um, Basically, I don't look at Twitter on my Mac now at all like i might go to the website every now and then if i need to do something but i've always had a twitter app open on my mac but i don't now um i have a weird request it's maybe not weird but i have a request i would like an app that is that that is just focused on posting tweets from a variety of accounts like i know i could use TweetDeck for this but i kind of don't necessarily want a an app with a timeline if such an app exists i would like to know about it if anybody knows of such a thing um, I like, I actually like the overall visual design of Twitter these days. I think the app itself is fine. It's clean and simple. The pure black theme is good and it has all of the information and features that I want. I wished that you could stop video from autoplaying, but I don't think you can. Uh, but I'm going to stick with it. I think I want to keep, I want to keep trying this cause I'm, I think the thing I'm most keen about is the mm. long-term effect because wouldn't it be kind of hilarious if I was more addicted to Tweetbot than I am Twitter? Wouldn't that be <laughs> kind of funny? Yeah. I, totally, funny. I, I can totally believe that. And I actually think that might be the case. Uh, the app being better makes me want to be there more and this might be like a kind of funny tail really if that's the way it ends up going so i'm gonna keep going with it because i'm interested to see if that's the way it ends up like do i use twitter less now i use the official app than i did 
when it was Tweetbot? And I can tell you so far, the answer is definitely yes. So we'll see. My experience is very similar to yours in that I'm using Twitter far less on my phone with with the Twitter app. I uh, the biggest thing I struggle with, and it's what it's what caught me up last time, was Twitter's feature of uh, showing replies or threads over time with like the little line connecting them down the side. I just I just don't like it. Like I, it mm. brings up old tweets, you know. So, so for instance, say Federico tweeted about something, and then Mike, you responded to it. 20 minutes later, you know, I would see that together and that's fine because that's in the last couple of minutes, but then say that Jason replies to it two hours later. Well, sometimes the client will surface that just in the timeline and it's like, wait, I've read this before. And then I'm momentarily confused about why I'm seeing it again. And I just, I don't or like even that. Worse, so I was following along with Google IO yesterday and people that were tweeting a thread, I would keep seeing the first tweet over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Like I felt like I was I was being waterboarded or something. It's like what is going on? Like I feel like I'm losing my mind here. Like why I'm sure I've seen this tweet like a thousand times today. It was very confusing. Yeah, and and it's great that you can sort the timeline chronologically, but that repeating deal like there should be some sort of mechanism like mechanism like I've seen this once, then just show me the replies. Now in Tweetbot, hmm. say that Jason responded 4 hours later, I either have to guess at what Jason was responding to or tap into that tweet, you know, swipe over on it and then see the conversation. So, like, the pro is there's less actual physical interaction, but the con to me far outweighs that of, like, it just takes up a lot of space. I'm seeing things repeatedly. And that is – that's always what gets me with the official Twitter app is that mechanism. But the other thing that really gets me and the thing that this time in particular for some reason has really bothered me is – uh, so, for instance, I'm going to open Twitter on my phone now. I haven't looked at it in a couple of hours on my phone. And I go to my account and, you know, there's a there's a badge next to the, the timeline, like the home icon at the bottom. And there's also one by the bell. And in the notifications tab, you have all mentions. And then if you're verified, you have verified. And I do not care. I will never care about anything in the all notification screen. I don't care who likes my tweets or how often they're liked. I don't really care about new followers. Uh, I check in on that every once in a while, but it's not something I need to see in real time. All I want to see are mentions. And I have to go to each one of those if I want to clear that little dot. And if you have multiple accounts in the app, like I have five accounts set up in here, if I want to get rid of that dot, I've got to go into each one and into that tab over and over and... What I'm doing is I'm learning to ignore that button, but then I miss mentions. Like I just I don't like the all mm. notification screen. If I could turn that off, or if I could say, "Don't badge anything," and, and by that I mean just in the app. Like I don't have badges turned on for the Twitter app. That's crazy pants. But just in the app, I don't want to know about anything in that tab. I don't want to know that there's unread things. If you want to have them there for me to see later, that's fine. But I feel like I'm drawn into the notifications screen way more often than I want to be there. And that was really frustrating for me. Again, when I have multiple accounts, so if I go to my account, my accounts overview thing, the account switcher, okay, like 512 pixels has a seven next to it. Connected has a one. MPU has a five. Liftoff has a three. Ungenius has a two. I don't know what that is. That could be followers. That could be something that somebody liked, or it could be a mention. 
And those things in my mind are not equal weight. And the, the Twitter app has no concept of that. And that that is what will keep me from using this app. This is why I'm going to go back to TweetBot. This desire for Twitter for me to see all notifications just doesn't work for me. I have found the uh, little badge on the notifications bell to be really distracting in a way mm-hmm. that I didn't notice from other applications. Um, like I find myself like as soon as it lights up, I hit it, and I think it's because it lights up more often. It's like a like one of those. Oh yeah, is it, is it Pavlov yeah. response or something? It lights up more often because it's 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 giving me everything right, which is not what other apps would do. Like so. And it's a lot like you get that bell lights up, that little bell lights up every time someone faves something, right? Like that there's a lot going on on that tab. Yeah. Too many things. Uh, the, my other kind of smaller just complaints are swiping to the side to launch the camera is never what I want. Like I, and, and part of that's having used TweetBot for so long where swiping is a big gesture in that app. I just like accidentally launch the camera all the time. And hmm. if, generally, if I'm going to tweet a picture, I'm going to take it with the camera app. And then tweet it. Maybe it's just like the way I've always done it. I, I don't have I've never taken a picture from within Tweetbot. I don't think um, it just seems like the camera has a very prominent place in the app that doesn't jive with the way that I work. Uh, so like the settings will allow you to uh, modify what you're notified about, but it's groups of people, not types of thing. Well, and, and I think the chat room is conflating like push notifications. Which again, well, no, don't there, have is a, them there is a, there is a filter in notifications thing called advanced filters, where you can mute notifications from people you don't follow, that kind yeah. of stuff. But that's not what you're looking for, right? It's like don't tell me about retweets or whatever, right? And I have mm-hmm. all of those off because, and this is where the chat room is, I think, confused about what I'm saying. I have all those off because I don't want push like I don't want iOS push notifications. This has mm-hmm. no control over what happens in the app. It still badges the little bell in the app's interface and they need controls for that, I think. I actually uh I have okay, let me explain the whole thing. I have push notifications on for Twitter for certain things. So I wanted to try out what was it like when you say to Twitter, tell me tailored for me i want to get like notifications that are tailored for me mm-hmm. and i have it set in ios to just go to the notification center right so they're delivered quietly and i would say it does a pretty good job of that right like it's like a lot of the times it's notifications from people i do care about notifications from um whether it's like oh this is an interesting person that just followed you or like Federico and Steven both replied to your tweet, right? Like, and, it, and so that's nice because it, that just lives in Notification Center. It never bothers me. And if I ever go in there, sometimes I see stuff. So that is quite interesting, but I wouldn't have notifications on for everything, nor would I have them bother me particularly, you know? So, so yeah, that that's stuff that I wish was better. But a couple of things that I really like about it. I agree with you. I like the design. I'm using not the black mode, but like the dark one, like the purpley one. I think that looks great. Uh, I do have no push notifications on for direct messages. There are a couple of people in my life that I talk to over Twitter DM, and we just never have moved to iMessage for whatever reason. And uh, Tweetbot's notifications for that are just totally broken because of the API changes. They're really slow if they come in at all. And with Twitter, they're really fast. So that's nice if you use DMs. That's a good reason to use the first-party app. And I've finally seen a Twitter poll. Like... <laughs> 
you know? Uh, sometimes you see tweets in TweetBot, and I think, that's probably a poll the way it's worded, but I have no idea, and I'm not going to go hunt it down. And uh, mm-hmm. so I've been I've been polling all over the place, boys, just answering people's questions in a multiple-choice format. Anytime it comes by, even if I don't care about it, because I can. So my engagement's up with polls, I guess. Yeah, um, about the, the mentions and notifications thing, I guess I just... I. Like I never bothered to check that section because I I actually never use it and to catch up on like the, the, the mentions that I get and the people who quote my tweets, I use a saved search. Uh, I described the, the method in a Mac stories post that will be in the show notes. Um, so I just open the, I just tap on the search tab. Um, and if the search is not already open, it's right there at the top of my searches. And uh, I can also launch this search using Launch Center Pro or a shortcut. So it's, uh, it takes me directly to this view, which is a chronological view of my mentions and, my, and the people who quote my tweets. So the way that it works in TweetBot, basically. But it's combined in a single view. So that I don't have to use the the mentions tab, which I also don't like because it's too slow and clunky, and I never care about activity notifications either. So um, that's uh, one way that I, that I, that I've sort of fixed the problems with the tour app. Um, but I guess I'm happy that you guys took this experiment, uh, and uh, I totally understand why. Tweetbot is still an excellent client if you like to use Twitter a certain way. Um, I guess I just I don't know if if it's maybe just uh, like a, like a personal thing. I I feel like I I'm more productive when I use Twitter less, and I still get a ton of value out of Twitter, especially when I have to publish like a big story that I'm working on. Um, and you know it's useful to be able to promote that, or you know, and of course I I love feedback from people. Uh, I also I agree with that, but like I also want to say right, like I also really enjoy reading the tweets of the people that I follow. Like yeah. that is a thing that I enjoy. It's a thing that I enjoy. Yeah. Like it's not like it used to be, but it's otherwise like I wouldn't use it be. anymore. Like I do still get value and enjoyment out of that. I get see lots of funny things. I see interesting things. I see things people are doing. Like I know that there is a there is a trend these days amongst kind of the shows that I listen to where everybody is, has that kind of feeling of like, ah, I don't want to tweet anymore. And that's not just this. It's also like comedy shows and stuff that I listen to. It's not just tech shows, but I just want to say like for the people out there who listen to that and they're like, but I enjoy reading tweets. I do too. Right? Like the main reason I use Twitter is not to promote my own stuff. It is because I want to read what people are tweeting the the general discourse is different now than it used to be two years ago, three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. But I do still get enjoyment out of it. And I do not have I do not harbor any feelings of ill towards people like yourself, Federico, who do not enjoy that as much anymore. It it doesn't have to be a like I I like this thing, so you should too. But I just want to say like it's just a different point of view to the one that I'm typically used to hearing. Um, I think and I just wanted to say that. I think I still enjoy some tweets, but really my main problem is that I feel like it used to be much more useful. Now, I, there's really no good way to, to put this that doesn't make me sound like a jerk, but if anything important happens or is about to be announced, these days people reach out to me privately. Like, 
there's a very if good chance. If it's in chance. your area of influence. If anyway. it's in, yes, of course. Yep. If it's in my, like, I've always <laughs> seen Twitter, I've always seen Twitter as a work tool, as, a, as an instrument to discover apps or news or that kind of stuff. And that is why I used to be super into like completing my timeline and making sure that I was catching up on all, on all the tweets, reaching out to developers, you know, discovering apps, really engaging with the conversation. But as time has gone by, I've discovered that it feels like a waste of time because, you know, develop, the most developers of apps that we tend to cover on the site, they reach out to us via email or, you know, by DM to me personally. And so I've kind of lost that value of, oh, I need to discover stuff for Mac stories, right? So, and the other people that I follow, like, there's an overlap between, you know, the, the gaming journalists, for example, that I follow, and the gaming news that I get via RSS. And so there's, it's not that I don't, in, well, yes, I don't enjoy, you know, all the political stuff and all, you know, this outrage that is a constant outrage machine, at least on my timeline. Maybe I follow the wrong people. I don't know. But it's just, I, as a work tool, I see less return on, on investment than before. And that is why when I said I'm more productive when I don't use Twitter, it's because I feel like I haven't, you know, invested 30 minutes in completing my timeline, but I got 30 minutes of writing done and that makes me feel better. So that was my perspective that I, you know, and so the, the Twitter app by design sort of makes it difficult for me to see the entirety of my timeline. And that is kind of better for me. So that, that was why, uh, what I was trying to say by, um, it kind of feels like a waste of time, not because I don't care about the people that I follow. And maybe I follow too many of them, by the way, maybe I need to curate my following list a little more. But it's just as a, a as a discovery tool for apps and and Apple stuff, which is has always been a huge part of Twitter for me. I think it's it's less useful than before because developers and companies and you know marketing people they you know we've been doing this long enough that they reach out to us privately, and so that part of of the Twitter experience is gone for me at this point. Makes sense. Do I sound like a jerk? Yes, I sound like a jerk, but whatever. No, no, it it, it makes sense, uh, and I think You're that it's in a, a situation. It's your situation, right? That you are in, right? Like you can't, it's you can't be a jerk about that. Like that's what your life is. Mm. Um, you know, I would say that maybe maybe a thing to do for you would be to be a little bit more uh, aggressive about unfollowing people. So when you are spending yeah. time there, it's more likely that you're gonna enjoy it and get something yeah. out of it. Yeah, I think so. But this is a good experience and it's and it's a valuable experiment and I actually, you know, I don't know how many of our listeners did it too, but I would recommend more people actually do try it. Um because I feel like I learned some stuff and I want to and I'm going to keep on it, right? Like I am I'm sticking with it. Um and I want to see I want to see what effect it has on me i would especially recommend it for people that are concerned about the amount of time that they're spending on twitter uh because it i'm very convinced that weirdly enough it will actually make you use it less which is hilarious i think that's that shows yeah, that's you know, what twitter it is wants. a meme <laughs> it, it is a meme about how bad twitter's general development is as a product and service this really is a really interesting to me to see that of like oh 
I prefer to use Tweetbot and Twitterific to the point that I'm spending more time on Twitter than if I use the official app, which is trying to trick me to be there. Mm -hmm. So kind of funny. Twitter's not very good at its own app. Mm -hmm. That's the moral of the story. All right. We have a lot more to talk about, but let me tell you about our second sponsor. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Moo. Moo is an online print and design company. They offer a variety of premium print products, including business cards, postcards, notebooks, and more. And they deliver those to happy customers all over the world. And those notebooks are super cool. So you can do hard or soft cover. You can customize them with your branding if you're ordering 50 or more. The hardcover books have a tough tactile cloth cover. And the soft cover notebooks are lightweight with sewn binding. They're seriously great quality. And if you're looking at something like cards, you can do all these extra special touches like gold foiling. So if you want to be like Mike and have a shiny gold business card, you can do that. Or spot gloss, allowing your artwork to truly stand out. I do I, I do have Moo business cards, but they are not gold foiled business cards. Wow. You really made a mistake when you ordered them. <laughs> You should have, should have gone all the way. Uh, mine are on these super, the super heavy cardstock with rounded edges. And every time I hand a business card to somebody, I get asked, I get asked about it. And that would, would you like some part audio for the experience? Sure. That's what they sound like. That's good. That's good. Uh, you want your business cards to be high quality and memorable, and it's great to see your hard work on screen. But it's even better to hold it in your hand. Their design tools. Make sure that what you want is what you get at the end of the day. You can count on Mood to help you make a great first impression, whether it be that first all-important meeting or maybe you need customized flyers for an upcoming event or you need something like stickers or greeting cards. They've got you covered. So like I mentioned earlier, my business cards are on heavy cardstock. The logo is on one side. My contact information is on the other. It's very clean and simple. And the ordering process was really easy. I had my artwork. I could upload it, select my options, and I was confident that I was going to be happy with what I got. And I've used them for a long time and handed a lot of them out over the years. And uh, anytime I run low, I just order more of the same because I'm super happy with them. You can get 15% off your order right now if you go to Moo.com and use the promo code PRINT15 at checkout. Once again, that's Moo.com, promo code PRINT15. My thanks to Move for their support of Connected and Relay FM. Moo, let's get physical. Okay, we have some personal news, some hashtag personal news. <laughs> we are no longer professional podcasters. We are now paper wizards. Oh, boy. Okay. This is one of the weirdest. This is so weird. What is... Okay. Can someone explain okay. this? Yes, yeah. Uh, so... Apple is well known to understand gaming. Um, oh, people, God. everyone knows that. And they have a long history of making really good iOS game. None of that's true. None of it's true. Anyway, so what has actually happened is uh, Warren Buffett, who is a billionaire investor who owns a lot of Apple. and Can we call him Warren Buffet? I feel like it's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Warren and Buffet really go together. Like... <laughs> doesn't really flow like the name earlier in, in the follow-up section. But anyways, Paper Wizards, Warren Buffett, big investor in Apple. And uh, I guess if you buy enough Apple stock, then you get a game named after you. Because this is a, a little two-level iOS game named Warren Buffet's Paper Wizards. Yes. And uh, 
you and like go, how this wasn't this like some kind of like investor event? And yeah, Tim it was Cook a shareholder appeared. meeting. <laughs> but it's of of Buffett's company, though, right? Yeah, right. Why did they make a game for this? <laughs> I can't work it out. Like apparently there was some video, right? Like like an Apple star video, and Tim Cook's in the video, and they're making a joke about like Buffett wanted a game, so they made a game, which is kind of funny because. <laughs> That's actually true, though, right? Like, the joke that they're making is is true. He probably asked them for a game, so they just made the game for him. Um, and it's got Memoji in it, which I'm sure breaks some kind of app review guideline somewhere. Yes, yes. Um, and it was made by some third-party company, but Apple maintains the copyright to it, so they own the game. I've been thinking about this. We're going to talk about this game, right? But this is Planet of the Apps to I'm, gaming. I'm, I'm obsessed with this game. Like, what? Because I, Planet of the Apps, right? That was in Carpool Karaoke. People looked at that and be like, Apple can't do TV services. This game is to that. Like, like, so like that, Planet of the Apps is to TV, which this game is to Apple Arcade, right? Like, you look at this and you're like, Apple have no idea what they're doing. Okay. Uh, yeah. we, uh, need, so, yeah. we need to explain the mechanics of the game. Federico, since you're playing it a bunch, can you explain what you do in this game? I, uh, I think you're throwing money at people's houses, right? I think it's newspapers. But it's, it's, yeah. Oh, definitely it's not news- bundles of money? It's newspaper. It's a rolled up newspaper. Oh, I thought because you're because if you're Warren Buffet and you have a lot of money, you can just. Throw well, the no. Money the story away. is that he started life as a paperboy, like, and built you know an, an empire from from that. Is so that, is that is that true? Yes. Can you really build an empire by after throwing newspapers? I mean, good for it him. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. It's just it's one of it's things. one of those like origin I, stories. You know, he was. A newspaper boy. <laughs> I don't point. believe that you can draw a linear line between that and billionaire investor. But like you, do, you know, I mean, he could sure. have been anything, right? To, so th- this to is, start with, well, basically, what this is, if you remember the old video game Paperboy, it's like Paperboy on rails in that you're following like a guided trajectory, and it's got this idea. Like they were going for the same graphical style, I think, of Crossy Road. Or in Very that vein, so. at least. So it's like first-person paperboy on rails with colorful uh, graphics. But it's only got, like, two levels. One is set some, like, what's it called? Omaha? Like, what? what, what, what is, is that a real Omaha, place? Nebraska, which is his hometown. Yes, it's, it's where Warren Buffett's from. So he's not French. Buffet. Okay. Nebraska is sort of the oh. opposite of France. <laughs> In which way? <laughs> Every way. <laughs> no offense. No offense, Nebraska. <laughs> and the second stage is in Cupertino, and it ends at the new Apple spaceship um, campus at Apple Park. Shouldn't you be throwing subscriptions to Apple News at places rather than actual newspapers? Or iPad minis. You should have been, like this game. The major flaw is that you were like you were supposed to be throwing money. I mean, you're making a game with Warren Buffet. You gotta be throwing money at people. Mm. And like, it was just been, that would have been an incredible critique of modern capitalism. It would have been an amazing piece of performance art. I don't, I don't think that that's his bag, <laughs> right? I don't think that Warren Buffett, of all people, wants to have a modern <laughs> critique of capitalism. That would, have been, that would have been such an incredible piece of self-evaluation 
Like, mm -hmm. that would have been incredible. But still, you're throwing newspapers. What I appreciate the most about this game, it's not like, it's a simple mechanic. You just fling the newspaper and then you throw it. It's like, sort of like Angry Birds with some extremely basic, like, physics um, mechanics going on. But what I appreciate the most is that you can throw the newspaper at cars and, and birds. birds. Yeah. It's, uh, you can hurt them. Like, and they get in the way, and mm -hmm. you can... I'm pretty sure that I got some dude in a car in an accident by throwing yeah, a newspaper yeah, at the it, car. The, the, it, they definitely crash because you hear the noise. Yeah, and also the, the, the most incredible part is that you get these two animoji and, of Warren Buffett and Tim Cook, and it mm -hmm. kind of feels like Warren Buffett is kind of like a father figure to Tim Cook's uh, animoji in the it game. Does. Um, which is incredible. <laughs> it's like you have father and son guiding you through the game. And um, I often wonder what it's like to be Tim Cook. Weird. I kind of feel sorry for him <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> he doesn't want to do this, right? <laughs> like this isn't a life. This this isn't the part of his life that he wants to lead, mm. where and he has to like have a game made for Warren Buffett <laughs> and like be in it like he doesn't end want to do this the, end up as the side gig being in a game for Warren Buffett right like he, you know <laughs> he, sometimes he must just look at it and be like Steve never you know, had to do this you know why do uh, I have to do this uh, you <laughs> what, know I, when I was a kid I had a dream I wanted to be the best CEO in the entire world and I wanted to you know make him you know leave the world a better place and instead I ended up in a game for Warren Buffett why, why, what made me, why am I doing this I'm like one of the most powerful people in the world why why am I in this game oh I think he loves it do you yeah. I know he loves the celebrity stuff do you think he cares about making Warren Buffett happy? Like, really? <laughs> I don't uh, think he does. Oh, oh, I'm flying into Apple Park now. I've been playing it while y'all are talking. I have a lot of questions about whose offices you're throwing these in. Like, can one of those offices be the people who made the MacBook Pro keyboard and I throw, like, a rock in the window? Well, one of my problems is with this, like, the, the logic of this game, it, newspaper delivery people do not throw newspapers into the 20th floor building of an apartment building. Well, maybe you couldn't, but like paper men can. Yeah, you boys. don't know. You don't know about what I can do. I haven't told you my high score yet. What's oh, your high true. score? 10,250. Oh, I don't believe you. It's pretty played good. It three times, by the way. How many times? That, that's three times. Well, I played one time and I got 9,150. Uh, I don't believe that you've only played this game one time. I, I, I don't know how to make you believe that, but it's you true. only played it once. Once ever. Once. Okay. Once right. today well, I played lunch. it three times. I've played it three times. I got seven thousand and fifty, then eighty three fifty, and then ten two fifty. It's pretty good. I will say, it's not bad. It's not a bad game. <laughs> like at doing what it does, it's fine. Right. Like it's fun enough for 10 minutes right like it's i've i've bought games worse than this <laughs> on the iphone right like it's just weird wait wait anything. a second you can collect warren bucks in the game yeah i They're have a called real warren bucks yes that's the money that you get i have a real problem with the fact that the leaderboard has warren buffett at the top with fifteen thousand three hundred fifty points i have a real problem with this because is he playing the game? Okay, who are the other people on your leaderboard? Uh, I have Henry, Daphna, Clay. Evan. It's all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. It's not a real leaderboard. That's what makes me annoyed about it. They just put him on the top with a super high score. Do like, you think they are Warren Buffett's friends? 
Like, yes. I want to also wonder if that's the highest score you can do. But like, why didn't you tie this into Game Center so I could beat John? Like, because that would have been too much work. Like, this was meant to be the most simple thing it could possibly be. My score that round was uh, nine thousand five hundred. By the way, oh so that's, nice, that's my highest. You just beat Evan. Take that, Congratulations. Evan. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, actually, no, Evan's probably beating you, right? Because Alphabet. Oh, we're tired. Where did they put you? One, oh, of, the, one of the messages that the Warren says is, it looks like you've been investing in practice time. Oh, yeah. There's, oh. A, lot of, there's a lot of real you've bad puns investing. in this game. Oh. I haven't played it with the audio yet. I've just played it silently. I feel like I'm missing The audio is pretty good, too, to is be it? honest. So it's not, it's, just, it's not bad. It's just weird. Weird. I did see a tweet, I don't know who it was, so forgive me if it was you, saying all the people who thought Apple was going to get it with Apple Arcade, like, <laughs> good luck with this. And I think that's a little unfair because Apple is not making – I think Apple knows this is – Yeah, like, this is not serious. Like, no one would have ever found out about this if Mac Rumors didn't publish their article. Yeah. No one would know about this, right? Like, Apple's not making this game of the day. Oh, what if they did? That'd Can you imagine if they did? How great that would be, though. Let's see how I'm it is so on excited. the App Store and then games. It's got four point two out of five in the UK with fourteen ratings. I'm going to give it a five star. Um, I'm on Wikipedia, five and star. I'm just going to read you a sentence. In 1949, Buffett was infatuated with a young woman whose boyfriend had a ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> why did that make it to his wikipedia page why did that make it there i guess oh from God. some autobiography right in an attempt to compete he bought oh, one of the diminutive instruments and has been playing it ever since oh my god warren buffett <laughs> this is a long it's, competition it's going a long on. con he's got going on oh over my there. god <laughs> oh Warren. <laughs> oh. He's the guy well, who writes weird letters, right? Like weird open letters to Apple. He's done that sort of stuff in the past, right? I don't know. I don't pay much I attention to, to the investor that. side of things. Yeah. In April 2017, Buffett, an avid Coca-Cola drinker, an investor mm-hmm. in the company, agreed to have his likeness placed on Cherry Coke products in China. So. Did he agree, though? I feel like Warren Buffett he was asks not compensated. for a lot of things. <laughs> I feel like he's just asking. He's I asking don't think for people things. are going to him and being like, oh, Mr. Buffett, please, we'd love to put your picture on something. That's not happening, right? Like, that's not happening. Maybe he invests in these companies so he can be in games and can be on Coke bottles. No, see, Stephen, I think that is 100% what is going on. Buffett Coke is the best Coke. <laughs> Buffett. Buffett Cola, everyone's favorite <laughs> flavor. Buffet Cola. Cherry mm-hmm. Warren. So yeah, so this is the thing. Do you think he's going to pay his way onto our show? <laughs> I'm I'm open to it. <laughs> Do you think we, maybe he's my surprise for WWDC? <laughs> uh, that would be a big surprise. Would you be happy to have Warren Buffett? I don't on know stage? what I would ask him. I 100% would about be. About the game. Yeah. We would ask him about, about the game. How's the ukulele going? <laughs> we, would, we would ask yeah. three, three things the game, that. the ukulele, and the Coke. The Chinese. There are only three things I want to know about. I don't care about the rest of his stuff. And he's like, oh, yes, I see you read my Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wrote that myself, you know. There's no oh, iPad version. You got to play it on the phone. There's a link in the App hmm. Store. It, it's if you just want to kill like five <laughs> minutes of your life, it's not a bad way to do it. It's something you should experience for the sheer weirdness of it all. I think. Mm-hmm. 
the picture of the Buffett Cola is as awesome as you can imagine it is. I'm sending you a picture right now. Oh no, it's not working. Oh no. Well, you just gotta believe me, it's an amazing photo. Um, it's a cherry coke that you can only get in China. I'll and find a. I'll find it. It will be in the show notes. People need to see Buffett Coke. Oh my God! What is this? What is this? Oh, that's Why weird. Why would you do this? Did you get the picture? No, I don't know what you're sending, but it's not working. <laughs> I don't know how Mac works anymore. Hold Who on, knows? I took a screenshot. I took a screenshot. Don't worry, I found an article about it. It will be in the show notes from marketinginteractive.com. dot mm-hmm. So anyway, um, the game is actually pretty good, but there's uh, multiple layers to Warren Buffett's story that do not convince us. So uh, we would like to know more um, about um, whatever is going on here. Uh, also, please make uh, an rapid can version. I, can, I, can I do a munch squad with you and read the press release from Coca-Cola about please, why they did please, this? Please do. Chinese consumers love new flavors and crave excitement from brands like ours as we launch new products, said Shelly Lin, Coca-Cola's China marketing director. As we thought of the most creative ways to bring the great taste of Cherry Coke to China, we thought, who better to celebrate the launch of this special drink than its best-known fan? We were honestly surprised when Mr. Buffett agreed to the idea, but we're (laughs) thrilled and he's selling well. Would you like to read? Just well? Just just well. 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 So, So Warren Buffett said, I said it would be fine to do this for the first six months after launching the product. They asked for, like, I can imagine they asked for a week, and he's like, nah, six months will be good. If there are no problems associated with this, and he asks me to continue, I will likely say, okay. Incidentally, there is no compensation involved. Sure. I mean, you got Coca Cola to put you on the. Yeah. Well, this the this is the best thing. I'm so pleased we did this now. What is with Warren Buffett's obsession to be in products? Can he we wants find to live any- forever? <laughs> I think it I think it's an ego thing. It seems like an ego thing to me, right? Mm. Do you think he has oh, a brand boy. of ukuleles also? Oh, let's find out. Warren, we're really off track. We well, have like real a, news an, to talk about. He's an avid bridge player. All right, so as you may imagine, he sponsored the bridge match for the Buffett Cup. <laughs> There's a Buffett Cup. I found a link to Bill Gates singing as Warren Buffett plays ukulele. <laughs> what is going on? Can we, Stephen, again, let's, you have control. Let's move on. Okay. Let's... iOS 13. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. So Mark Gurman uh, is, is here with a report, not here. He's on the internet with the report. He's a friend of the show. Friend, friend of, of the, the show, show, Mark Gurman. Mark Gurman uh, talking about a lot of stuff, actually. iOS 13, macOS 10.15, watchOS 6, whatever version tvOS is on. Uh, there's a lot of details in here. And it, it it's an interesting article from Gurman because it's an article and then it's just a bunch of bullets. And like maybe he's finally breaking free of the shackles of the Bloomberg no, style. I have, a, I have a little theory about this. Uh Everything above the bullet points is what Bloomberg wants him to do. Oh, sure. Everything below that is what Mark really well, wants to do. Well, remember, theory. he used to have to like write with other people, and they were yeah. and it was like, uh, people according to the you know the things. Anyways, okay, so yep. uh, we've pulled out a couple things that we want to talk about. So we're going to start with iOS 13. Uh, the software 
for the second year in a row will speed up devices and reduce bugs. Sounds pretty good to me. Good. Okay. Yeah. It was popular, right? Like, that was really popular. They I should mean... also just do it every year. But <clears throat> Well, but yes. they're going to now, though, I think. I think that's the point. Yeah. Will right. it keep compatibility with the same devices that iOS 12 supported? My that bet th- is nope. It's going to knock something off. I think it's got yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Because that went, 12 went really far back, right? Like, it's got to knock off something. I don't yeah. know how much it's going to, though. But I mean, it's, it's, what, it's probably why they updated the iPad mini, right? So they can get rid of whatever chip that had in it. So iOS 12 supports back to the iPad mini 2. And the iPhone it, 5S, maybe? And the iPhone oh. 5S. Yeah. So I'd imagine yeah, this is, you know, consoles. iPad mini 4 and newer, and then the iPhone 6. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they can Which kill off the 6 fair. yet. That seems fair, right? I think so. It's, you know, it's fine. So uh, so that's good. Uh, up next, a dark mode, a black, and I'm quoting, a black and gray heavy interface optimized for viewing at night that can be enabled in Control Center. And, the uh, Control okay. Center thing is the key part, right? Like, that's the thing that I, that's the detail I really wanted. It's not mm-hmm. just tied to something like uh, Sunset or Time that you can just basically yeah. toggle it. Or an accessibility setting. This seems like a feature you can just turn on or off. And this is coming in the next version of Android as well. We're not going to get to Google I.O. today, but that was part of Android Q. I have questions for you, Federico, about this. If a developer is using just bone stock UI kit, you know, apps that just use the features that come in the toolkit, I would assume mm-hmm. that they would just get this. But it say uh, a an app with a more custom interface, maybe one that already actually has its own dark mode. So let's talk about uh, Overcast. Custom UI, he uses common UI elements, but he's rewritten a lot for himself. Overcast has its own internal dark mode. What does this mean for apps like that that have sort of developed this on their own? Do you have any ideas or thoughts? Yeah, I think one, 100% there's going to be, um, in, in as you mentioned, in two ways. Either if you use just stock UI kit, uh, and if you recompile for 13, you will get it for free, as they say, as part of the system controls. But there will be ways for developers to say, um, this is the kind of control that I want to display in light mode. This is the kind of color that I want to show in dark mode. Pretty much like you can do in Safari and WebKit for the dark mode support on websites. Like You don't have to use, uh, because it doesn't exist, um, standard HTML. That means nothing. But you have an API that, tell, that lets you say, okay, when you have a dark color scheme, you should do this instead. And I suppose there will be a similar kind of control for, of course, a different language in Swift or Objective-C, whatever, to say, when it's dark mode, when it's a dark mode enabled, I'll switch the UI to this. You know, these controls that I have, even though they're customs, um, their custom controls uh, want to use this version for light and this version for dark. And uh, it'll be more work, but it'll, of course it has to be available because otherwise basically everybody will revolt. And, uh, you know, it, it would be a super easy way to make everybody upset. So I would be extremely surprised if there's no API to do that uh, for apps that do more custom things as well. So, like, you could imagine that if you, you were using an app like Overcast in the light mode and you switch to dark mode, it will switch to, like, basically Marco's current dark mode. It's, like, a th- a, th- a thing you could think would happen. Yeah, I, I, okay. it has to happen. I mean, I'm, again, super surprised if it doesn't happen. Because Apple's aware of the fact that developers already do this, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It's not a niche feature anymore. Like, we were just talking about the fact that the Twitter app has it, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a real thing. It's not just, like, a... 
Apple indie third party thing anymore, right? Like it's no, this is like a real thing that people do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder though, I do wonder if, if Apple will promote it as a way to to save battery, uh, as Google has done with uh, the dark theme for Android Q. Um, because if if it's using black, as as Gurman mentioned, I'm just gonna assume that black will mean true black on OLED screens, and I and I have to wonder if Apple will explicitly say if you use dark mode, your battery will last longer, or if I it'll don't just think be. They will. I don't think they will either. I think it'll just be implied, and maybe mm-hmm. people will do benchmarks and that kind of stuff. Uh, a, a revamped health app with a new homepage that better outlines your daily activity from the day. This is something I would like to see. The health app just feels clunky to me. Like you can add basically like sections or tiles to it. And it, it feels very much of the iOS 8 era that it comes from. And I would like to see more customization, having your activity more front and center. But I think there's also room for them to do a better job at at p- presenting this in a way that's smarter. So like uh, I, I don't know. Like if you're tracking, like say you install uh, a water tracking app, which we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, like health should suggest that I add that to my health dashboard, I think. Cause right now, like trying to add data sources to health, like that back and forth is clunky at best. Uh, I'd like to see that smoother in places. Yeah. And this is something that I've been arguing for a long time that the health app does a good enough job at letting you track stats and presenting various numbers but apple needs to do something to make sense of all the data and to give you like actionable and informative um suggestions or results that are not like okay i'm looking at a chart right now and i see a graph what does it mean like a way to make sense of all the numbers to answer the, the like the simplest questions like am i doing well or Am I on track to lose weight? Like, let users set goals. Like, I want to use weight. Uh, I want to lose weight, or maybe I want to eat less carbs, or I want to walk more on a daily basis. And tell people you're doing okay, or here, here's what you could do. Like, give them simple and actionable suggestions, not just a gr- uh, like a collection of charts, because that's impressive. Like, you can look at all these graphs and all these numbers, and that's okay, but I feel like it, it feels like looking at a looking at like a like a spreadsheet after a while, and I think it should be more of like a like a fitness and health assistant instead of a fancy spreadsheet. Uh, it should be more actionable, more human, is what I'm saying. One that we've we've spoken about before, the Reminders app. You know, we are hoping that it gets some much needed love. So again, from German's report. An updated reminders app that better competes with the several to-do list programs available on the App Store. The new app has a main screen with four default sections laid out in a grid. Tasks to be done today, all tasks, scheduled tasks, and flagged. Each section has its own different colored page that users can add <laughs> items to. This is not what I want. What is this? The, um, this this is fine if it's a section of reminders. This, this sounds like a feature of the new reminders app, not the whole app. I mean, well, and I if he just so. has one, if he's just had one image or one screen described to him, I can see how he got this. But like reminders needs to have lists and then it can have these views to sort and, things and from your dates. list. Due <laughs> you dates, <know? laughs> uh, 
This is, I, I don't think this is the whole picture. I, I choose to believe this is not the whole picture because if it is. Well, it must have due dates because shadow tasks. Like, this is just the view. This just feels like as you open the app, this is what you see, and then you tap into each of these, right? I guess, you know, we were, we were when we talked about this, we were imagining more, like more advanced features because he says to better compete with several to-do list programs. Yeah, program they're is. gunning for you. Remember the milk? Look out. Yeah, um, like, I don't know, attachments or searches, you know, that kind of stuff. That's what we were hoping for. And instead, when, you, when it describes, like, the main screen is greed with four buttons. <laughs> that, <that's, laughs> Like, it's okay. got to be just a, an like, incomplete I don't want to be in a situation where the same engineer that did the home app for iOS and, and oh, the Mac no. is also in charge of reminders now. Like, this has to be, like, one of the many changes of reminders, right? Uh, I hope so. Mm. I mm. hope so. Okay. Uh, and then uh, one more before the break. A dedicated menu in the messages view, conversation view, to send sticker versions... Of Animoji. So I'd assume this is an iMessage app, but what does sticker mm. versions of Animoji mean? Does this mean Bitmoji? Does Bitmoji. it mean. Bitmoji! This has yes. got to be. This has got to be something. It will be closer to Bitmoji. What I reckon this is, whilst I would love it to be like Bitmoji, where they put like an avatar that I create in different circumstances, I think what it will be is your face that you have made or an animal in the standard emoji like face like facial expressions so mm. if you want to send a surprised memoji image to someone you don't have to actually make the face anymore right you don't have to like open the memoji app go <gasps> and then take a picture you it will just be there already and you can just send it to someone which i think is good i would like that i would like it to, to get closer to bitmoji but i think this is something that they should have right like this is it seems good to me, right? Like, I don't... The way it's described, like, the, the very particulars in which it's described seem strange. Dedicated menu. I don't know what that means. But uh, but uh, I would very much like to see this. I think that would be great. All right. There's a bunch more, but let me tell you about our final sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Eero. With Eero, you can build a Wi-Fi system that is perfectly tailored to your home. We live in a high-bandwidth world with lots of connected... Uh, Devices, everything from tablets, smartphones, security stuff all over the place. And we need, want to make sure that our home has the best speeds available evenly throughout our homes. And with Eero, you can install an enterprise-grade Wi-Fi system in your home in just a few minutes. It starts with a second-gen Eero device. It has three 5 gigahertz radios for increased speed and range, and it sits flat on any surface, connecting via Ethernet or wirelessly. From there, you go out and expand the coverage throughout your home by adding in Eero beacons. These are small devices that plug directly into the wall, allowing you to reach every nook and cranny of your house. And Eero has Eero Plus, which is designed to provide simple, reliable security to help defend all of the devices in your home against... Things like malware, phishing, and unsuitable content. Eero Plus automatically tags sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content, so you'll have powerful parental controls at your fingertips. It includes ad-blocking functionality to improve load times for websites full of privacy-invading ad tracking, and it's possible to have Eero Plus check the sites you visit against a database of millions of threats to prevent you from visiting anything malicious. EuroPlus even includes subscriptions to 1Password for password management, Malwarebytes for antivirus, and Encrypt.me. 
I've been using Eero in my home for years, and my home is uh, stretched out in an L shape. It's kind of like the worst shape for Wi-Fi because I've got ends of the house that are pretty far from each other. So I've got an Eero in the center of the house and one on each end, and I can move freely within the house while streaming a video or or streaming audio on an iPad or something, and I don't get dropped. They move seamlessly between devices, and it all just works. And I know that I have that Eero Plus looking out for me and my network. Never think about Wi-Fi again. Get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year of Eero Plus. Just go to Eero.com slash weirdfish at checkout and use the promo code weirdfish. That's Eero.com slash weirdfish and the code weirdfish at checkout for $100 off. Our thanks to Eero for their support of this show and Relay FM. That doesn't get old. It's really good. Okay, we're going we're gonna to keep going through this. Uh, German says the built-in email application will be updated with the ability to mute individual threads, block incoming email from certain contacts, <laughs> and will come with simpler folder management. And what does that's that mean? it. See you in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, this is nowhere as much as what 9to5 we're talking about. Yeah. 9to5 Mac reported way more on this one. Like about snoozing and stuff yep. like that, right? Like, I wonder so. if like simple folder management is part of that. Like uh, snoozing your email is a way to have simple folder management because you're managing emails in folders. They just yeah. happen to be like, you know, uh-huh. actually snoozing. So the mail, this is from 9 to 5. The mail app is getting smarter for the first time. The upgraded app will be able to organize messages into categories such as marketing, purchases, travel, not important, and more. With the categories being searchable, users will be able to add messages to a read later queue, similar to third-party apps. So that that's more. That's much more. And you could you could see potentially how it slots into that. Like folder management could be the idea of that, like the, the Gmail like promotions thing. But snoozing and like well, read later. That's not in here at all. So I don't know. Something could be happening with mail, but yeah, there's a long way to go to make it modern. Up next, a more organized share sheet, which he puts in quotes. Uh, For sharing photos and web links, the software will suggest people to send content to based on how frequently you interact with them. Mm. I, I, for one, think the share sheet, we understand the difference between the two rows, but I don't think most people do. And I think the idea of like... Oh, I forget all the time. <laughs> sending to an app or performing an action, like I think that's a yeah. dumb line and Apple needs to do a better job at making it simple to send stuff around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I agree. It's it's about time. It was yeah, a little more organized and especially like... If you could learn, like, when I share PDF documents, for example, I tend to either share them with, with these people or use these apps and have some kind of smart organization of the options that I have, um, that would be that would be helpful. Uh, this right now version of the share sheet is five years old, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's been around since iOS 7 or 8, I think. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think so. Uh, one thing that I really hate in the share sheet is how Apple inserts their own services into it and you can get rid of them like i never want to send anything to safari reading list but i can't turn it off it's just always there mocking mm. me and mm. uh i think that's a it's little not gross. mocking you it's not mocking you it feels yeah. like it's mocking it's, me it's yeah well the company is also testing a downloads manager wait for applause for its safari web browser so users can access downloads in a single place like they can on what german calls a computer 
An updated files app will also work better with third-party software. This wasn't in the original report. This got added. Uh, details about the Safari Downloads Manager and the Files app were not referenced in the original report. I find that in- interesting. There's a few things that are tweaked, but that's a big one. It wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't mean anything specific, but it's just a point. That got added. Uh, there was nothing about the files app and the amount of information about... So the, I think the original report just said that there was going to be a download manager in Safari and then just moved on. Mm. Um, but Because th- uh, I, I was really bummed out by the fact that it said nothing about files. Mm. And mm. so I'm pleased that it got mentioned. Mm. I think um, phrases like the access downloads in a single place, like German, he probably has to. Like a lot of the stuff we pull apart in his reports now are this like helper text for people who don't understand what the features are like of course we know yeah. what a downloads manager is but people don't but then w- people get hung up on well what does a access downloads in a single place mean like where is that place and i don't think that's important for the the idea of okay there's going to be a downloads manager like that's the the key here and i think that single place should be a file provider like icab has done it should be a location in files where it could even be like a special location it doesn't have to be at the same level that's like genuinely the most logical place to put it. Yeah, right? it should be like a special location in files where you can manage the files that you've downloaded from Safari. So you can tag them. And they could be like, they should totally be by default local files. They shouldn't just mm-hmm. automatically on their own just oh, waste yeah. uh, storage space in iCloud Drive. Unless it's what you want. In that case, it should maybe be an option. But I could see it being like a local file provider like iCab, the third-party browser uh, does. Um the what I love about this g- generic sentence it's and I understand why why Mark has to do this but an updated files app will work better with third party software that could mean so many things like uh, it could mean third party file providers like Dropbox and Google Drive and all these folks it could also mean the document browser uh, which is the files UI that third party software can can embed and there are a whole list of complaints that developers have about the document browser. Um, it could be the kind of APIs that you get if you are an iCloud Drive enabled app, and sort of uh, the the uh, what you get on macOS compared to what you get on iOS is vastly different. Um, so it could be so many things. I just um, you know it would have been nice to have more details, but I understand if maybe Mark doesn't have these details or doesn't want to share them, or they are maybe too technical to share. In which case, I totally understand why. So. Uh, it's good that at least the explicitly mentioning a downloads manager for Safari, that is great news. Cannot believe that we've gone almost 10 years uh, since the, uh, the iPad launched. I won't even count the iPhone, but the iPad launched nine years ago, and we're finally getting a downloads manager in Safari. That's, that's excellent. The iPad is going to be getting some unique features, including an updated interface for multitasking, tweaks to the home screen, and the ability to cycle through different versions of the same app. Mm. See, this is also, uh, and I think he meant, I don't know if it was like in a, in a different version of the report, but uh, I saw like a different looks for, a different look for widgets, like a, a cleaner appearance for widgets. He did mention that. Yeah. He did mention that. Um, again, cycling through ver- different versions of the same app. I'm pretty sure that last year, German, German's report said, something along the lines of a tabbed view for apps. And a tabbed view is vastly different from multiple versions of the same app. Every single time (laughs) this gets mentioned by anyone, the wording is different. 
Yes. Like, it is impossible to understand conceptually what this is going to look like because yeah. there's no consistency. Um, and that could be for many reasons. One, it probably has changed a lot since last year. It could be the, both. In the design. It could also be both. Um, could be both it could be multiple things it could be that people know it's going to exist but nobody's seen it mm-hmm. right that n- everyone that's talking about the fact that they know this exists maybe nobody's actually seen what it looks like they've just they just know that it's there and this right? is a so, common and this is common across all of the features that were were, were covered in this article uh we know the basic details about uh, aside from reminders, I think, honestly, there are no details of the UI, what it actually looks like in practice. In fact, yeah. reminders is the most detailed one, and that's a disappointment because it sounds terrible. If that's, again, but, you know, yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's, all of this stuff is subject to change until it's seen anyway, right? You know, and it's like annoying to bring these things up. But you remember the health thing? Mm-hmm. Remember the health app, the yeah. Mark Gurman leak of the health app, where it was going to like Passbook, but it looked nothing like Passbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like this, you know, UI. I feel like is probably the hardest thing to describe because I, I bet it's the thing that changes the most. Right, like features, like just the basic concept of a feature, probably changes way less. Anything else on iOS we want to talk about? I think these are the key things that that we care about. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, right? There's like specific health app features, and uh, there's there's tons of little things. But mm-hmm. I think that these are the these are interesting. I, I had kind of thought, partially thought that iOS 13 may be a little quiet. Like, okay, there's some iPad stuff, but the core OS, like the share sheet, <laughs> like Safari, Mail, we're going to be kind of quiet this year because of Marzipan and other things going on. But it seems like it's it's full steam ahead on all fronts. Which brings us to the Mac. So he says that Mac OS 10.15, of course, will support Marzipan iPad apps running on the Mac. It says there will be a new Apple Music app, which is being developed as a standard Mac program. So I guess you load it in from floppy disks, it sounds like. So that's, that'll be exciting. Not Marzipan, I guess. That's, that's an odd way of... It's an odd way of phrasing it, which makes me only think that he means it's not Marzipan. This is not the iPad Music app. Maybe this is something they've been working on for a long time and it predates Marzipan or they're unable to get the iOS app far enough along if they want to support certain features that iTunes has. I don't really know why this would be. I would find it interesting if they're going to launch a major new Mac app using AppKit, the the way of building apps that assumedly is going to go away at some point or at least play second fiddle to Marzipan apps from here on out. So that that's... Really interesting to see what that could be like. And then there's integrations with the Siri Shortcuts app, which is, I think, the Shortcuts app. It's not called Siri Shortcuts. Oh, I would never. Oh. Other things are called Siri <laughs> Shortcuts, though, so it's very confusing. It is, I mean, so, the, so what I think this is, I don't think I've shared this anywhere. I am going with the idea that Shortcuts is not coming to the Mac quite yet. And that all this is, is that Siri on the Mac can execute shortcuts like the Home HomePod can. That's all I think. That's all I think this is. Huh. I could be. I'd love to be wrong, but I kind of think this is going to be like a, a a multi-year thing to get shortcuts on the Mac. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Mm. Good theory. So we'll see. It's a good theory. I'm not willing to make it a a prediction, <laughs> but it's something I've thought about. That maybe this is like not a big deal. Okay, I was about to yeah. ask. Mm. That would be a risky pick, probably. Uh, let's finish up with watch OS six. So I'm just going to blast through these and we're going to talk about them all. 
Apple is adding an app store directly to the Apple Watch. An emoji and Memoji stickers will synchronize from the phone to the watch. More complications, more watch faces. Uh, Federico, you're the only one of us that's wearing an Apple Watch on any regular basis. So do you have any thoughts on this? Um, not about the Animoji and the and the Memoji. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't find myself communicating that way much. Um, complications on watch faces. So um, I saw in the article that you mentioned like those those complications, those watch faces that I don't understand. Like um like the sundial whatever like that's that stuff that looks fancy but it's not really functional and I tend to be uh, I agree with CGP Gray when he mentions that you know the digital watch should be a digital watch and be functional and show you a lots of digital things now you know I don't wanna I don't wanna carry the you know the sky on my wrist that's kind of useless for me but anyway. So if we can get more complications and more complication types and, uh, you know, complications have gotten a lot better in, in, the, in the past couple of years. They now, you know, all the apps that I use, they now update in the background. And when you tap them, uh, the app launches fast. So that's good. I hope that we will continue to see more flexibility in terms of like making complications with truly custom designs, um, you know it shouldn't be necessary for somebody like underscore to use what is it sprite kit or whatever like to make those completely custom uis there should be you know <laughs> ui kit but maybe apple doesn't want to open up ui kit on watch os so um my wish is for apple not to focus just on the fancy watch faces that like watch people understand but to continue making utilitarian and functional watch faces for people who actually want to use a a digital watch and more complication slots and shapes and you know uh, ways for developers to put custom icons animations text whatever in those slots so Continue down this road, and the article also mentions a bunch of apps that Apple is making for the, for the watch, which is great. Um, you're going to have the ability to listen to audiobooks using a, a watch version of the Books app. Uh, that makes sense because it's audio content. Um, they're going to make a calculator, so that's going to be interesting to see the competition with PCalc, you know, a custom watch kit app compared to the proprietary UI kit version that Apple is making. So that will be interesting. Uh, Cannot remember the other apps that were mentioned in the article. Uh, there's going to be a oh, there's a couple of one. A pill yes. tracker and a menstruation I should tracker. mention both of these because I I told Sylvia she was very excited about this ability. She uses both a third party app for uh, tracking her cycle and a third party app for uh, pill reminders. So ideally, the same system could be integrated. Uh, you know, it could be a native function of the Apple Watch. Ryan in the Mac Stories Slack, and I'm sorry, Ryan, for stealing your idea, but at least I'm, I'm giving credit. He brought up an interesting um, um, possibility that maybe this Doze, I think it's the, the name that German mentioned, the Pill Reminder app and the Cycle Tracking app, it would be interesting if they have any kind of reminders integration because, you know, those apps are all about reminders and Apple is making a, a major updates to reminders. So maybe there could be some kind of integrations between these new apps based on dates and cycles and reminders and Apple's new reminders app. So that could be fascinating to see. 
in any case, uh, this is great. So um, definitely looking forward to the new Apple apps on the watch. Um, but yeah, I hope that um, developers at least get more freedom and more design options is what, uh, is what I'm hoping to see. I think it will be a shame to not still have custom watch faces. I I'm I'm still torn on that. Like um I feel like opening up custom watch faces, I know what it's gonna do to me. Like I'm gonna be wasting too much time trying all kinds of ugly watch faces. Um mm-hmm. it's the same it kinda reminds me this possibility of the problem that I had when I used to jailbreak my iPhone. I was mm-hmm. constantly trying new themes and new mods and they all sucked. Because, you know, they were created just because it was possible. Mm. So, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about custom watch faces. So, If you want to uh, find links to stuff we spoke about, uh, check out those links in your podcast app. They're also on the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 242. While you're there, you can get in touch via email. There's a link there in the sidebar. Uh, there's also a link there to become a, me- a member and support this show and other shows on Relay FM. Of course, you can get in touch on Twitter as well. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, Mike is the host of a lot of shows here on Relay. So if you like Mike's beautiful British voice, there's a plenty more opportunity to hear it here on Relay. You can find Federico on Twitter, Fetici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. He is the editor-in-chief of Mac Stories. .net. And uh, Federico, you had a little teaser on Twitter the other day about some, some mm. new projects you're working on. So that'll be exciting yes. to see, see whatever that is. In I a bunch of is. different places, not just Mac stories is all That's I'm right. going to say. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be an exciting month. iOS stories is coming. <laughs> Any day. You ruined it, Mike. You, <laughs> you ruined Way to go, the man. He, he told us to keep it quiet. Apple Watch stories. Oh my God. Mm. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH and I write over at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, FreshBooks, Moo, and Eero. And until next week, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Adios.